This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Beat me up on the mamas of all mama shit. Hey, I'm looking through my telescope and I see a mothership. Is that you? Beat me up. Hey, DA, I'm thirsty, man. Could you beat me up for a cold one? Hey, DA, what's going on, baby? Stop me off and beat me up. DA wants the silly Oh, permission to get in that mothership. Is my window seat still available? Beat me up. What's going on, DA? Hey, man, I need you to do me a huge favor. My co-worker's a jerk. Oh, just beat me up, man. Get beamed up. Everyone else has. It's DA on CBS Sports Radio. And a happy Thursday to you, everybody. It's a thirsty Thursday. We're toasted to the good stuff. Tweet at us, DA on CBS or on the phones. If you've got stuff you want to toast to at 855-212-4227. We'll get to our toasts coming up here in 20 minutes. In 40 minutes, what's going on with Stetson Bennett? If you hear drilling or some type of power machinery, power tools. I don't know what that is. It was just happening during commercial break. It was a little bit lower in volume during one of the previous segments, but just during that commercial break, it was like... (laughs) So I don't know what's going on. They might be... Fixing the the satellite dish on the top of the building. They're probably fixing the mic arm that uh, BT was just you know <laughs> r- 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 just pulling and chugging in. Yeah, yeah, that microphone was worse for wear after BT's very emotional. We're not dead yet. Jets rallying cry from the other day. But so if you hear that, I'm going to try to just ignore it. It's not your radio. It's not your car. It's nothing happening. <laughs> In your chassis or something, it's just, you know, who knows around here, right? We can, we can ignore it until someone falls through the ceiling. <laughs> yeah, you just never know. It's kind of the beauty of it showing up to work at CBS Sports Radio. You just, you don't quite know if there's an adult man that will fall through the ceiling as a power drill comes down on top of us. So be forewarned. You know, I'm so sick of the trying to wish Kirk Cousins into something that he isn't. He's a nice man. If he was the man behind the power drill, above us or around us, I'd be pleasantly surprised. He is a nice 
human being. That's a nice man right there. And if you watched Quarterback on Netflix, you see good intentions, works hard, wants to be a good teammate, wants to be a good dad, wants to be a good husband. He wants to have a little bit of personality. He's he's perfect, okay? He's, he's like a double-stuffed Oreo. It's not crazy. And nothing is, it's not like we're going to do, you know, spicy, hot, Oreos or avocado tasting Oreos or it's just it's a little he wants to be a little bit more than just a very basic simple cookie that fine but there's this kind of strange counter narrative to what to what Kirk Cousins is I think because he's a nice man because he's embraced the yeah you like this He's got a bit of a droll sense of humor. So people kind of want him to be more than he is. And they use his statistics. They use his numbers. Look at the stats. If you looked at the stats, you would see that Kirk Cousins ranks this, that, and the other thing. And we could do this all day long. You want to do this? I'll do that. I'm unkillable. 2015, 4,000 yards. 2015. 16, nearly 5,000 yards. 2017, 4,000 yards. 2018, 4,200 yards. 2019, 3,600 yards. 2020, 4,200 yards. 2021, 4,000 yards. Last season, 4,500 yards. Touchdowns thrown, 29, 25, 27, 30, 26, 35, 33, 29. Completion percentage, 70, 67, 64, 70, 69, 67, 66, 65. You can use those stats all day long and be like, well, yeah, that sounds like a pretty good quarterback. I mean, he throws for 4,000 yards every single season, 29 to 32 touchdowns every single year, completion percentage in the high 60s. Yeah. Did you watch last week's Vikings-Bucks game? Probably not, because who wanted to watch that? But if you did, you saw a Vikings offense that basically couldn't get out of its own way. Not much to write home about besides Cousins' throw to Jordan Addison. Aside from that, there was a 50, what, there was a a field goal in there by Greg Joseph and short touch to by Alexander Madison, but Madison didn't run for many yards and the Vikings kind of continually stalled. And the Buccaneers won 20-17 to 17 on that long field goal about, what, five minutes to go in the game. And you just saw a Vikings offense that did not look explosive, that looked like it was completely dependent on Justin Jefferson, and that Kirk Cousins was pretty bland. He was a Hydrox cookie, not even a double-stuffed Oreo. But... Let's look at the stats. Well, he went 33 of 44. That's a pretty high completion percentage. That's 75% completion. And he threw for 344 yards. That's a good day for a quarterback. And he threw for two touchdowns and one interception. So a 2 to 1 TD to INT ratio. And if you just look at the stats, then yeah, Cousins is good. Quote, good. If you watch the game, 
You see, what is it? It's a offense and a quarterback and a team stuck spinning on the hamster wheel. And they know it. And that's why the supposed NFL experts that keep saying that Kirk Cousins is this, Kirk Cousins is that, look, if the Jets called him today and said, we will give you a second-round draft pick for Kirk Cousins, the, the Vikings would trade it in five minutes. We'd get it done five seconds. You want Cousins for two? You got it. You got it. They're not giving him a contract extension. Why aren't the Vikings giving him a contract extension? Because they know there is a ceiling. And the stats don't tell the story. And so tonight, when the Vikings go to Philadelphia, one of two things is going to happen. Neither of them are good for Kirk Cousins. One, the Vikings, most likely, are going to get smashed by the, the Eagles. They play poorly in Philadelphia. We remember the NFC Championship game a couple of years ago. However, the Eagles do have a couple of important players that are injured in this game, as Bogus was mentioning during the update. But they're likely to get smashed in this game. The Vikings are not at the level. The, the Eagles are on the road, prime time. I do not trust Kirk Cousins in this spot. This is likely, just like last year, 28-7 to type of win by the Vikings. Or by the Eagles, rather. That's the first bad thing that could happen. The second bad thing that could happen is, the Vikings somehow squeak out a win because the Eagles are trying to figure out a passing attack with Jalen Hurts. If you watched against the Patriots on Sunday, you saw that the Eagles have taken away the running part of Jalen Hurts' game. And the reason is, they won't admit it, but we gave him a lot of money. We don't want him to be injured. We gave him this huge contract extension. We don't intend for him to take on linebackers 12 times a game, run of the football. We want him to be a passer. We want him to stay upright. We want him to stay healthy. We want longevity. And so all of the creativity on the ground that we saw from Jalen Hurts last season and the year prior, we did not see on Sunday in Foxborough. That was by design. They, they've they've vanilla up the Eagles offense. Now, maybe if they go into a losing streak or maybe if you know they get to the playoffs, they're going to have to just kind of unleash Jalen Hurts. But clearly early, the priority is don't let him have to carry the ball too much. So tonight, they could mess around and lose to the Vikings because they're trying to force feed Jalen Hurts into being a pocket passer. And if the Vikings win, that will also be bad because it'll make the Kirk Cousins believers believe again. You know, it's like the apocalypse, people. Uh, believe me, October 11th, 2018, world is over. World is over. You guys don't believe it. World is over. Cataclysmic. World is over. October 12th happens. And they're like, all right. But November 1st of 2020, it's over. It's over. It's over. It's over. We wake up on November the 2nd, 2020. All right. 2024, the world is over. The world is over. It's like, how many times are you guys going to be wrong on this? Same thing with Cousins. How many times can you argue that he's something that he isn't? And tonight, if the Vikings win, it'll all happen again. I say this all the time. If me and the Bourbon Bell were away on vacation, my number one draft pick on who would take in the mail and water the plants 
Kirk Cousins. I want him running all of the responsibility of my household and being a neighbor. I want him checking the blink camera to make sure there's no weird stuff happening outside my house and have him text me, hey, bud, just wanted to check in and let you know. Amazon driver came in today. They dropped off your package outside the garage door, but I brought it around to the side door knowing that it wouldn't get rained on. Hope you're having a great trip. Say hi to your wife for me. Great. Love that guy. That guy not winning in Philadelphia tonight. That guy not winning a playoff game. That guy not winning a Super Bowl. Just is what it is. That's fine. I'm sure every day I come home from work and my wife goes, I wish DA looked like Ryan Reynolds. But she has to come to the understanding. Yeah, but you know what? Good guy, good job, good dad, good husband. He's funny. He makes me laugh. He cooks a little bit. You know, he waters the plants. He cares about us. You know, so he doesn't look like Ryan Reynolds. But, you know, you just got to come to that. It's the same thing with Kirk Cousins. You just have to come to the conclusion. He ain't anything more than good stats. That's it. He's good stats and he's a good guy. I think the Vikings are in trouble tonight. I think the Vikings are in trouble all season long. And that's your Thursday night football preview sponsored by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. That Thursday night preview could also be considered a Kirk Cousins takedown. So apologies to the Cousins family. On Twitter, Jay tweets, John Madden is a Hall of Fame coach, D.A., the game named after him is one of the biggest video games of all time, running for over 20 years. The Madden curse is not new. I'm very surprised you guys have never heard of this. It came out in 1980. Well, so this is news to me. Somebody said before it was 1988. Now I'm here in 1980. I don't. I think you guys are making this whole thing up. It can't be that big a deal if we don't even know what year it started, right? This is the type of thing where the listeners are just trying to to goad me into acting like I'm an idiot, and now I, I'm kind of seeing through it. That this has all been one big plant, that Bouncing Baby Boy is one of these Boise guys that loves the show, which I love, but knows that the entire city's listening and wants to get me, and then he can go to his guys at work and be like, did you hear what I said to DA? And he fell for it. I said that there's some video game that's got some curse on it. I got it. And then everyone's like, oh, yeah, DA's falling for it. Oh, Bogues is falling for it. Oh, none of these guys have heard of this. Oh, yeah. They... And now you guys are just laying it on thick. It was it was started in 1988. Started in 1980. Oh, it was this. It was that. It was an Activision. It was on Atari. It popped a quarter in it once upon a time. It was this coach. I think I would have heard of them, guys. I was part of. 14 seasons of the NFL's top 10 on NFL Network, which was dedicated just to former coaches, former players, historical moments, the history of the game. Think I might have heard of a, quote, Hall of Fame head coach. Maybe. Maybe. Also, he coached, what, the Oakland Raiders? When was the last time they were in Oakland, everybody? I mean, I even think that you guys are trolling me on that. They're in Vegas now. That's what I know. So there's this phantom coach of this phantom team of this phantom video game, and now there's a hex or a jinx. I'm not buying it anymore. I'm not doing it. 
I see where you guys are going, and I'm not doing it. Mark tweets, D.A. Edson, the Jim Thorpe of crime. Hashtag stunt to a news. This Edson guy ran, swam, sailed, crawled to get away from the authorities and still got caught. That's my tough mutter. 855-212-4CBS. Twitter, DA on CBS. Cigar smoking dude is toasting his arch nemesis, Billy. I made him so mad in court that he dropped consecutive F-bombs. Cost him 1500 bucks. What a stud. Hashtag toast him. Kristen in Buffalo is toasting Moose for inviting me to be the first guest D-Alien recipe on the Up the Gut Instagram. I appreciate the time he took to reach out and all the kind words of support. Really an awesome dude. P.S. The beef on Weck pizza was a success. Hashtag Booskies. Kristen in Buffalo had this great idea to take a matchup from the football weekend, take two totally different types of signature food from the cities, and then mash them up for the football food of the week. So beef on Weck is a type of of meat in Western New York and Buffalo. She took the pizza of New York, beef on wet pizza. She sent the picture. Looks pretty good. It certainly looks better than pulled pork on peach pie. Pat Boyle's dad tweets, I'm toasting Cap for creating these awesome AI creations, especially Ryan Botcher. Can you make a female AI asking for my son? An AI cat, uh, AI boil with an AI girl is a concern for everybody involved. When we come back here on the show, we do our toasts. DA, CBS Sports Radio. We're toasting to the good life. I feel alive. Ah, ah, ah. We are feeling good and doing well. How many beers ago? Uh... Probably a thousand. It's the DA Show's Thirsty Thursday. Celebrating with some booskies. Some booskies. All right, guys. What are we toasting to? EJ Stewartson is your executive producer on this fine Thirsty Thursday. EJ, who are you toasting to? So a little bit of a sad toast, but I think it's a worthy toast. I want to toast uh, the family of Rochelle Boone, a local New York One anchor. Um, she recently passed away. Long battle of pancreatic cancer. A very courageous battle. Um, the memorial was early this week, which is why I wasn't on the show earlier this week. Uh, Boyle, I think, was in for me. But um, it was a beautiful ceremony. I want to shout out to people at New York One, where I used to work. I worked there for six and a half years before coming over to CBS Sports Radio. So um, Rochelle was a really special person. Her impact on not just the station, but the city as a whole was really special. So I want to make sure I give a major shout out and a big toast to the life and legacy of Rochelle Boone. Right on. Hashtag toast them. Booski. So the media is oftentimes scorned for the things that we don't do well, but Rochelle is one of the people that did a lot of things really well. What what made her special? What made her special to me was two things. One, her ability to connect to, to whoever she was talking to, whether it was a Joe Schmo on the street, 
whether it was the mayor of New York City, she treated everyone equal. She treated everyone the same, the same level of respect and the same level of dignity. I think a lot of people wonder why was Rochelle able to connect and get so many great interviews, and so many great sound bites, and relate to so many people. A lot of that was because of her ability to connect to people and treat everyone equally. Also, as I said, as her producer, um, her toughness was unmatched. Uh, it didn't matter where we were sending her in terms of her being a, a reporter. She was a reporter. For many years before she became an anchor, um, she could go into a family's home that lost people, people lost lives. She can go to a protest where people are, are angry. She can go to a, you know, a, a troubled politician and ask some difficult questions. Whatever it was, Rochelle was down for it, but she could always do it with a smile. And she could always do it with a good attitude. And she could always do it with um, just the, the right approach. And I think that, again, a lot of people could learn a lot from what Rochelle uh, gave to us. So, again, I want to give a major shout out to her. That's a good one. Good toast. And the people that can do that in our industry, in the media in general, and society in general, are really, really valuable people. The ones that can connect us to stories, to people, other human beings, other things happening through their touch, their knowledge, their human connection. So those those journalists that are out there that do that, the reporters, the anchors, the journalists, the writers, those those people really have a special gift. Mr. Andrew Bogish, who are you toasting to? I'm going to go very far away from from EJ's Great Toast DA. Um, I mentioned this very briefly I th- Monday or Tuesday on the show, but I'm going to be another lame alum. And uh, Toast Fordham Football head coach Joe Collin went on the road to Buffalo, an FBS opponent, okay. not necessarily a huge FBS opponent. Wow, so the Bulls and the Bills with tough losses last exactly. weekend. Now, as far as I know, the Bills didn't pay the Jets for that game <laughs> and then lose it, but... When an FCS team goes to an FBS team, you're getting a paycheck to go up there and theoretically let wow. them beat you. So when the Rams go north of New York, they take some money and they take a win and come back to campus with both. So kudos to those boys for a heck of an effort. Uh, and it's always a good day to be a proud alum of any school. And uh, a bunch of us certainly were over the last, this last weekend. All right. Booski. That's a very eerie similarity that Western New York football team loses to New York City area team in embarrassing upset. Yes. Now, Fordham's starting quarterback stayed healthy for the entire game, unlike Aaron Rodgers. Uh, threw five touchdown passes, was the FCS offensive no, player the f- of the week. Oh, yeah, so they right. So they won with, you know, they didn't have to overcome any heartbreak in the game. They just straight won. But, yeah, a little New York on New York crime. Was there sure. even a line on that game? I'm sure there was, but I don't know what it was. Sometimes FBS versus FCS, they have no line. I'm sure there was something. If anybody bet on is the next question, but I, and I don't know what that line would have been. Three touchdowns? I mean, you'd think at least. At least. So they. Yeah. So Fordham overcame maybe a three-touchdown spread to win. Okay, yeah. very good. Ryan Botcher, who's such a villain in Boise these days, a total shock jock. Who are you toasting to? Okay, uh, there was a lady last night at City Field. She was at her 15th different ballpark all all to see Zach Gallon the pitcher for the Diamondbacks really yes it was her 15th different stadium seeing Zach Gallon start and she got a nice stamp I got a stamp too in the team store for her book she was wearing a green hat I don't know why but I find that crazy you travel the country to see Zach Gallon in every single stadium so I'm toasting her okay how did you find out how many ballparks she's been to so she talked so she was getting the stamp in the team store, and my friend works at the team store, so we're just chilling around after the stadium. And just the stamp so that you're in there and you've been in line, and so now they know that yeah. you've been in there. So the, there's like a leather book. It has a stamp of the date, 
It says City Field on it. There's a second stand for City Field and Dodger Stadium for the Jackie Robinson stamps. Oh, so you get I see. So you have a book like a passport to yes. get stamped at different ballparks. Yes. I see. And so you were going to get your own book stamped. No, no. I was just there because my friend works at the register, and I have nothing to do better than watch the Mets. Gotcha. Maybe he actually does that. Gotcha. So she was in there getting the stamp, and it was she was talking to him like, oh, how many stadiums is this? Blah, blah, blah. 15 different stadiums to see Zach Allen. Was she related to Zach Gallen? I have no idea. I'd hope so. I mean, who travels the world to see Zach Gallen? Right, either families or stalkers. Yeah, it's no a little between. creepy after, you know, You're right. four stadiums probably, right? You're <laughs> right. If you travel the entire country to see Zach Gallen, you're either family or a stalker. So either you should alert the Diamondbacks to the situation or you should have made friends with Zach Gallen's mom or aunt or sister and had an in. She she was at, I think I'm going lean stalkerish. Okay. Oh really? Yeah. I would have leaned that way as just, well. Just based off the hat I saw. Because mom doesn't Ooh. need her passport stamped for seeing her son True. pitch in 15 stadiums. He's from Jersey, so could she be family from this area? But then why would she be traveling all over the place? Right. She's by herself too. Hmm. Boy. Zach Gallen, by the way, first time he made an All-Star game was this year. He's been in the league since 2019, so she picked a good year to travel the, the world. Yes, a young candidate. By the way, EJ's telling me the Buffalo Bulls were a 23-and-a-half-point favorite over Fordham, mm-hmm. and the Rams pulled the upset. How about mm-hmm. that? Is that so? Cha-ching. I am toasting to the first bite of an apple. <laughs> okay. It's very specific. But every day on my way to work, I bring an apple, and in the car, after at a certain mile marker, I know how much time I have left in the drive. Once I hit that, I eat my apple. And I like an apple, an apple a day. I feel like keeps the doctor away. I like a honey crisp apple. I like it crisp. I like it crunchy. I like it a little sweet. I also grew up in apple country, so I've I've loved apples since I was young because there's always been apple orchards and fresh apples at the supermarket or the farm stand or what have you. But an apple as a whole is good, but nothing's as good as the first bite because you can take any angle on the apple any angle, any side, rotate it, top, bottom, side, whatever, and you bite in, and you it's a clean canvas. And then after that, it's all about biting into a part you've already bit into partially. Mm. And so, you know, and then you're kind of like working just the inside. and But the first crunch of just an apple is the best bite. And it crunches, and it's a little sweet. I mean, it's a little tart. That first bite is what I'm toasting to today. Booski! I, I know there's the, you know, one bite pizza challenge that, you know, Dave Portnoy does. <laughs> Maybe, DA, you could start the one bite apple challenge. That's true. It's it's very indicative of where I grew up in my childhood. And, yeah, where I'm from is just apples for days. So I should do the one bite apple challenge. I, You know, but there's a lot of apples out there I don't like. Right. I mean, I... You and I have bonded over this Madden madness thing. I don't want to break that bond, but I actually would argue that the second bite is the better bite. Really? Because sometimes the first bite, maybe I'm not good at picking the correct landing spot, the good target, but that first bite sometimes is like the one that has to actually break the ice of the apple. Yeah. There's a lot of skin. I like that. 
I like the second bite. Now I'm in. Now there's the flesh is bare. Oh. Now I can angle things better. Now I'm okay. getting more flesh, which I prefer. Uh-huh. So maybe the second one for me is where I really can relax and go, this is a good apple. Okay. Uh, you make a fair point. Once once you've already started digging the hole, yeah, there's, there's more of the bounty beneath. Right. And sometimes you get a better bite on the second one because it's it's changed the topography of the apple, and now you can get your teeth into different places. And I had I had an apple yesterday too, first one in a while. And on bite two or three, I'm like, why do I not have these more? They're so good, especially in the fall when they're fresh and they're coming from you know the trees or the orchards right around you. No matter where you are, usually fall is the best apple picking time, etc. An apple is just amazing. Sparks Gang says, what up, fellas? I'm toasting to me and the missus celebrating our 17th anniversary. Oof. Together for 12 years, married for one. Also toast to my 7th grade team. We're ready for war tonight. Hashtag confident, not cocky. Booskies. Could you read those numbers to me again? Yeah, you said our anniversary. Oh, sorry. Celebrating our anniversary on the 17th. Oh, okay. Not, I read that wrong. Not the 17th. So been together for 12 years, married for one. So they've... <laughs> Known each so wow so they knew each other for eleven years before getting married. All right, because I, I thought you said our seventeenth anniversary. We've been together for twelve, married for one. Yeah. I was I wasn't sure what those other four years are being accounted for. Yeah. what happened in those years? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a little off. Matt tweets: Toasting to my wife. We got married on Sunday. Toasting to your show as longtime listeners. We were introduced to PSA public service announcement. Hashtag toast them. Hashtag toast them. The opening song that I've had since 2009 on this show, even back when I was working prior to CBS in Boston, was Jay-Z's public service announcement. I just always loved the bum, 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 bum. It's kind of like foreboding, and then it drills up, and there's big energy. And Matt and his wife, the first lady of Trash Tuesdays, they got married, and they used PSA to introduce themselves to the to the wedding reception. So in honor of the show, which is really badass. And Matt actually DM'd me. I think it was on Friday night. And I was home doing something, clearly not much. And so we were DMing back and forth. And I was like, are you nervous about tomorrow? He mentioned the PSA thing. He's like, no, I'm good. I'm good. I'm like, that's great. Because I think if you're if you're going into your wedding the next day and you're not nervous, you're either psyching yourself totally out or you really are like Joe Montana. I mean, I, I, I don't know, man. Going into our wedding, one number one, I <laughs> about three hours before I was like, oh my god, I am nervous. I mean, the vows and the people looking at you, and the, it's a lot. Oh, see, we ha- I guess we had the built-in advantage of um, a really bad weather forecast, and we wanted to get married outside. So Thursday night was like, when's it going to rain? And then Friday was like, oh, my God, it's pouring. What do we do? Where do we go? So like, that allowed me to think about other things. So I, I didn't have any base nerves. Mm. It was more like anger and frustration with Mother Nature half ruining the day. Did you get it in without? No, we had to get married inside because it had stopped raining, but... Like the area was grass and it was just mud from all the rain. That's a bummer. It was a bummer. Yes, it was. It would have been nice to be outside for the first part of the night for sure. And yet, you've had one of the best marriages of anybody that I know. I guess so. Yeah, and except I've for the had, dream parts. Except for the dream parts. <laughs> and I've been to really beautiful weddings, and they've been divorced. So you know, 
I think you'd opt for what you got, a worse wedding day with a better marriage than a great wedding day, and then it falls apart in three years. Yeah, I, again, when I'm awake, things are working out really well. <laughs> I think in terms of marriages, we can put Santa Claus and Mrs. Claus, and then number two, yeah. Mr. and Mrs. Bogus. Look, the Clauses, they're, they're for life. They're life. That's the gold standard. That's I mean, that's who standard. you're shooting to be. And I, I appreciate that Mrs. Claus has always kept herself in shape despite her husband totally letting himself go. And it doesn't seem like she judges him. It's just like, I know that Daddy Claus likes his cookies and milk. and right. huge Those be- are the cookies he enjoys. <laughs> he's got time for those cookies. Huge beer belly. Mm-hmm. He works all the time. He's a total workaholic, so I'm sure he's never quite emotionally available. And yet she's in it for the long haul. As EJ said, she holds him down. And doesn't seem like there's any problems there. I haven't heard of any. And, you know, it's got to be hard to be married to Mr. Claus, Santa. He's he's just he's eating a lot, unhealthy, not sleeping a lot, I'm sure, which is why he has a huge beer belly. He's working constantly. He's pushing around those elves. And then on the most important day of the year, you never see him. He's never around for Christmas. Right. And, you know, sometimes marriages just run their course naturally. You get to 85, 90, and that's it for your time on earth. And maybe that's a escape for one of the two people in the marriage, but they're never going anywhere. I mean, this is an endless marriage. Yeah. And I think it helps that they didn't ever have kids. Probably true. I think that helps because then they could just focus on their careers. But I bet Mrs. Claus in her heart of hearts would tell you that it would have been nice to have kids around for when Santa's not. Yeah, true. She's got to be a little lonely. At sometimes, right? Although she might just hang out with the reindeer if he's always with the elves. I've also need clarity on are the I know the elves are not their children, but are is she motherly to all of the elves? Like, does she have all of the, them instead of actual, you know, naturally born kids? Yeah, like kind of like a pseudo adoption thing, right? And on the reindeer, are they like pets or are they also workers? Right? Are they employees? Right. Because if they're pets, that that would go a long way service animals or are they yeah part of the family i don't know but i i've got a lot of respect for him thomas tweets i'm toasting the manning cast peyton and eli make monday night football coverage so much better with the perfect mix of inside game knowledge humor and excellent guests which was available for all games hashtag toast them booskies and aaron tweets i remember playing tecmo bowl as a kid but this madden curse is new to me too da has a Browns player been on the cover every single year? <laughs> Hashtag stunned to a news. I, I'm still lost on this Madden thing. I think we're we're going to call it the Madden curse around here. We kind of coined that earlier in the day, if this is a thing, but I feel like I'm getting trolled by everybody around here. I, I had to stop checking Twitter. I don't need to be told I'm an idiot anymore. I get it. Sorry, guys. We're just getting hounded on social. Hammered. People are sending links and stories and then double-checking if I saw the link to the story. We missed it. I I don't know. I can't go back and change time. We missed it. Drenzito says, you four might be the only ones in the world that don't know about it, which seems impossible. Hmm. It does seem impossible. Why are you just acting like this doesn't exist? Look. There might only be four people in the world that haven't heard of the Madden curse or whatever, this video game that you guys speak of, but the odds are the four of us all work on the same show. So if there's only four of us, 
just so happened everybody in this room right now were the the four guys that have been left. But, you know. And if you've been listening, there's a long list of things that we don't know that we probably should know. This just goes on the list. It doesn't right. start the list. Bogues has headlines. DA NBA Commissioner Adam Silver says too many loads were being managed, so the league had to step in. This is ultimately about the fans and that we've taken this too far. I mean, this is an acknowledgement that it's gotten away from us a bit. The NBA's Board of Governors yesterday approved a new player participation policy. Again, a star player is someone who's been an all-star or an all-NBA selection over the previous three seasons. There are exceptions based on age and career minutes played, but otherwise only one star player can sit out on a given game, and star players need to be available for national TV and in-season tournament games. The first fine is $100,000, but by the third it could be over a million. We also have the athletic reporting that the Rockets are shopping Kevin Porter Jr. as he faces jail time and or league punishment. Porter charged with multiple felonies for allegedly beating up his girlfriend in their Manhattan hotel room early Monday morning. What's far more likely than a trade is the NBA putting Porter on administrative leave soon while the investigations continue. Thursday night football brings the Vikings to Philadelphia. Both teams have plenty of room for improvement from Sunday, but only Minnesota's in danger of the dreaded 0-2 start. The Raiders are the team that John Madden allegedly coached. Their current <laughs> boss, Josh McDaniels, said yesterday wideout Jacoby Myers remains in concussion protocol after a nasty hit in Sunday's win in Denver. The Atlanta Braves, NL East champs for the sixth season in a row, courtesy of a 4-1 win in Philly. But the Orioles got a little farther from the ALE's crown last night. A one nothing home loss to the Cardinals after the Rays won in Minnesota in the afternoon. So Baltimore's lead on Tampa Bay is down to just two games. Kyle Gibson was last night's tough luck loser. You know, we're two games up, and uh, if we play really good baseball here the next three weeks, I think we'll be fine. So um, you never want to lose a series, but uh, shoot, I mean... It's going to happen at some point. The O's and Rays start a four-game series in Baltimore tonight. The Rangers pounded the Blue Jays' 10-love after finding out that Max Scherzer is done for at least a regular season with an arm injury. Texas stays a game behind the Astros in the AL West and stays in the second wildcard spot, a half game ahead of the Mariners, with Toronto a game behind Seattle. The Diamondbacks lost to the Mets 7-1, while the Reds were winning 4-3 in Detroit, so Arizona and Cincinnati now tied for the last NL wildcard. And finally, night one of the WNBA playoffs starts of best of threes, Two blowouts, the Aces 87, the Sky 59, and the Sun dismissed the Lynx 90-60. Alyssa Thomas, 15 points and 10 assists. DA, back to you. Thank you, folks. Comeback Kid says, I'm toasting to you guys because now I've gotten Taco Bell breakfast several times over the last two weeks. Hashtag influencers. Booskies, just the very tail end Booskies. of Booskies. Booskies. Yeah, the, the Bell Breakfast hit well two weeks ago, and um, we we talked quite a lot about that on the air. Yeah, and I'm just saying, it's been a while. That's not the first tweet we've gotten saying thanks for the tip. Like, where is the yeah. Taco Bell gift card or the box of Crunchwrap Supremes or some gear? Like, come on now. You know, Sean has one accident, and Dude Wipes sponsored <laughs> his life. <laughs> We're telling you how good Taco Bell Breakfast is, and it's just crickets. <laughs> <laughs> one accident, one accident, <laughs> and Mraz had a third garage bay built from Dude Wipes money. 
Right. He lives now in an offshoot of the uh, <laughs> Cottonelle TP factory. When we come back, this story is a little weird. What's going on with Stetson Bennett, DA, CBS Sports Radio? This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. It's the DA Show on CBS Sports Radio. 49 minutes past the hour. DA with you here on CBS Sports Radio. The DA Show is always available on your smart speaker as well. Around the house in the morning, around the office as well. Tell, tell your smart speaker to play CBS Sports Radio. So I've been critical of Stetson Bennett before. And... I really was very critical of how he handled himself in the offseason. I thought it was incredibly disrespectful to police officers, to those that are paid to protect, and they were incredibly patient with him, and he acted like a complete and utter fool. He made himself a... He made a, he put himself in the headlines by bad behavior and bad decision-making and then dragged them along for his, his car ride, you know, figuratively into his whatever that behavior was becoming. It was argumentative, it was combative, it was disrespectful, and I I felt like it came from a place of entitlement of a young man that has come from means, from wealth, and now has won two national championships, was drafted into the NFL, and was drunk and belligerent, and it was not his hometown, he was wherever, trying to find whoever he was hanging out with that night, making a whole scene. Cops were called, and then he berated them. And I just thought, you know, you are lucky that you are Stetson Bennett. You are lucky that you have this certain amount of fame because if you weren't that guy, you know, those cops might not have been so nice to you. And I just have no tolerance for that type of behavior of entitlement when you treat people that are paid to protect us and are trying to do what's right for you, hey, man, you you need to get out of here. Let's not make a scene, and you are making their lives living hell. That being said, perhaps that informs the most recent story where Stetson Bennett, who has been the quarterback of the two-time defending national champion Georgia Bulldogs and drafted by the Rams in the fourth round, has been placed on the non-injury football list, the non-football injury list. That means that he is not suiting up and not playing, and he'll be out for a month now, and it does not have to do with football injury. Okay, so sometimes people go on this list for family reasons, bereavement. The Rams are not saying why he's on the list, but are clarifying that it has nothing to do with what appears to be perhaps a shoulder injury. Out of respect for him and the situation, I'm going to leave all the specifics and particulars in-house, Sean McVay said yesterday. 
And I want to be able to do that out of respect for that situation. So I'm not going to really have any follow-up information or anything that I'll give in that regard. I really hope that you can please respect my wishes in regards to keeping that in-house. I understand you have a job to do, but there are certain things that are, I think are a little bigger and a little more important. Out of respect for the particulars and the specific specifics, we want to keep it in-house, and that's where I will want to leave it, please. When asked whether this will affect the quarterback room, he said, quote, I think there are certain things a lot bigger than that. The incident I'm talking uh, talking about with him being drunk and belligerent was back in January when he was arrested for public intoxication. He was still drafted by the Rams, but people have brought up the fact that he did lose teammates in an alcohol-related car crash, remember, right after the national championship game. And I know there are some people that believe that that won't affect this year's Bulldogs moving forward. But I think anytime you have something traumatic or tragic that happens like that within your program, it is hard for anybody to just move past past death and an accident of that nature. But certainly young people that, you know, could be a little more emotional, a little bit more on edge, a little bit more, you know, inexperienced with handling tragedy. So I do think it's something that, exists for the Georgia Bulldogs this year. But for Stetson Bennett, obviously it it opens up a, a huge can of questions. And while I am not tolerant of the way that he handled himself in January, I don't think anybody that's on a job like the cops were that night deserve that type of, of behavior. And he put himself in harm's way. I do obviously hope that whatever he's on the non-football injury list for that's, quote, bigger than football that McVay is talking about is not something that, you know, is right now putting him in a really bad situation. You hope the best for him. You hope that obviously he's, whatever he's going through, he pulls through it and that this is something that is temporary. But for Stetson Bennett, it, and the Rams, it kind of creates this this whole specter now of what is going on with Bennett and how serious is it. When we come back on the show, Lambeau Field is the smoking gun. I'll explain next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or 
I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.